Hi, you're listening to Mood Unfiltered, and I am Tiffany Wicks with my wonderful podcast partner, Richard. My- Richard, how are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well rested. I finished my cup of coffee. I'm ready to get this day started, ready to take on the world. How about you, Tiffany? That's the best. Um, I am doing great. You know, it's Tuesday, and um, feeling pretty good. I'm actually, uh, I lecture at a a couple of different universities, but today is one of my lecture days. So I had a good morning lecture and now I'm here. So I'm glad to be talking with you. Awesome. Glad to hear. Yeah. So what you got for us today, Richard? So there's this topic I had in mind that I feel like it's important enough to talk about. I feel like a lot of people kind of understand the issues that comes with it. I think at some point in our lives, we ourselves experience this issue or we know someone that experienced this issue and that is dealing with acne and now as most people know like when they grow up puberty hits it's unexpected a lot of different things can happen and a lot of people respond to their puberty shifts in different ways and one of the things that happens during puberty is acne starts to form just as a natural physiological response your body has to whatever's going on in the environment to your world but I want to talk about it a lot today, and I feel like it's, it's important because acne can have some detrimental, long-lasting psychosocial and physical effects on a person's mental health. And I say this with confidence because I've um, done some research regarding how it affects the psyche, and also I've had some anecdotal experience dealing with acne and how it's affected myself. Now, let me start off by saying that anyone who has ever had acne understands that it's not a pleasant experience. It's not something most people are proud of. It's something that kind of keeps us from being our best selves, and both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And growing up, I remember having developing acne at around 13, 14, and didn't get better until I was early in high school, freshman and sophomore, I started taking this treatment cream. I think it was I think it was proactive. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same one that most people take. And it was life changing like after like I was done with my treatment, but it left me mentally scarred. And one of the reasons why I was kind of scarred by my acne was because a lot of people would point it out growing up a lot of people my age who were like 13 14 who didn't experience acne who were would take advantage of me having acne to make fun of me and some would joke some would take it more some would joke more seriously than others i always took those jokes very seriously because it almost made me feel like it's part of who i am and it was an easy it could be when you have acne you could be easy target to people to for people for, you, for people to pick on you for people to kind of make fun of you to call you names call you assorted names and it gets more bothersome when adults when you like when you're young and adults start to comment on it and they don't really offer much help but they just offer comments that don't really do anything but remind you of the fact that you have acne your skin's imperfect and you may not be perfect yourself either and there's such an emotional toll that it takes when you're told such things from other people about your acne 
Um, especially if you're an introvert and people want to talk about your acne, you just want to like squeal in the little corner of the room. And I think most people can relate. I've done some research that kind of targets exactly the mental implications that acne could have on you. For example, that it's often been associated, according to Medscape, that the prognosis on acne can cause, it could be associated with depression, anxiety, despite disease severity, whether you have a little bit of acne or a lot of acne, it can really affect your overall um, self-esteem of yourself. And what's worse is like when permanent scarring is, is done after your treatment. But I'll get to that more on later. And also uh, what I learned also is that in male patients, acne generally clears by early adulthood. And people, men who are still 25 years old still have acne. And acne is still more common in adult males than women. But a lot of women still have acne like later on in their years. And let me get to another tab real quick. Um, I mentioned how like the emotional toll has in health, like it caused depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, poor self-image, decreased quality of life, and the feeling of being all alone. And all these things can kind of compound on each other to create more issues that wouldn't exist otherwise. So I do feel pretty strongly about acne and how it affects not just your physical appearance, but your mental health too. Tiffany, you have any comments so far? I have more to go on, but do you have any thoughts about what I said? Do you have any experiences of acting yourself or know of anyone that's had bad experiences of acting? Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you for sharing that. That's so um, very open. And, and you think about our teenage years and they're already so hard because of peer pressure and so many decisions that you have to make about your future and hormonal shifts, relationships, friendships, those kinds of things. And then you put a physical aspects on it where our society in particular judges very much uh, on the physical appearance. Um, so my experience with acne is actually um, different in that I didn't have much acne, um, but the message that was relayed to me was anything was a blemish, scar, those kinds of things. And I was actually put on proactive um, right around when I was 16. And I typically got acne around like a hormonal period. Um, very minimal, but I was still put on this stringent re uh, regimen of getting rid of acne. And the message that was is relayed to me was no one will like you if you look a certain way. Um, and that was very toxic for me because um, I then struggled with not judging people um, whose facial phys physical appearance was um, maybe blemished in a way. Right. And so um, it's really difficult to deal with something like that. And then you think about the environment in which you're around and the time period in which you struggle with acne and even into young adulthood. Um, and that adds an extra layer onto it. And so, you know, you're talking about mental health and 
there's already so many struggles in adult, late adolescence and early adulthood. And then to add this physical aspect onto it, you know, I think of acne, I think of weight, I think of, um, all those kinds of things. Like we're just a very judgmental society and that really does weigh heavily on a teen and a young adult. And it just sucks. Like, um, my husband had acne when he was a teenager and I know that that, you know, impacted there's just so many different factors that we have demonized this aspect that we really can't help hormonal. That's a growth process. And, um, and that's just sad, but I do want to thank you for sharing that because I know that that's such a, it's a vulnerable time in your life and it's a vulnerable aspect that you have to live with. It's rough. Cause I wouldn't say, we're in a perfectionist society. It could come off across that way with how like mm-hmm. companies, universities, and a lot of big organizations operates and how like a lot of people set themselves. I don't think we are a perfectionist society, but I think a lot of people have the perception that society is very perfectionist, at least in America. And if you have any deformities in your skin, in your tone of voice, or anything's far from perfect it can send you a message that you are imperfect and you will feel like you have a less established self-esteem because of it yeah. it's not really fair to people who do have acne or not even just acne it's not fair to people who have some sort of underlying condition or just part of their body that they can't change like whether it's like blemishes or just birthmarks and those aren't things that really be because those, are, I feel like those are things you really can't control. Acne is more controllable. We're getting more of that later, but acne like has its pros and cons. There's no, there's no like it's just a sign of puberty, but also it just affects how you look and how you feel. Well, and it's a trial and error process, right? You talk about you know acne can be controllable, but not every medicine takes, and not every method treats it away and so then that's a frustration process too where you're trying to do something about it and yet your body has a reaction to it and that sucks too like that's a it's discouraging right also depends like how on on the severity of your acne for example you could have like one mark underneath your lip or you can have it spread out across your, your left and right cheek and parts of your forehead it's it's a very it's very individualized kind of like any mental health case or any ex- personal experience it, all experiences so individualized tiffany there was a story that there was an anecdote that was provided by the american academia of dermatology association i want to read it out loud it talks yeah. about this person by the name of jill her experience of acne and just how it made her feel i want to read out loud what it says and we can kind of go from there Jill had typical teenage acne, but what happened during her second year of college completely surprised her. Large, painful acne began appearing on her face. She tried treating them with acne treatments that she could buy at the store. Nothing worked. Desperate for help, Jill went to her student health center. Because Jill's acne was severe, she was given a prescription for an antibiotic. This is often the first treatment given to a patient with severe acne. Other dermatologists inject medication into a fear of her painful acne scars. 
to help clear them. The treatment helped for a few days, then her acne flared. Her doctor prescribed antibiotic after antibiotic. Nothing worked. She felt devastated and said that she wished she could wear a veil. By this time, Jill felt that she couldn't face people. She quit her job and she needed to help support herself. She did stay in school, but it was difficult. In quote, somehow I managed to continue my studies, she said, but friends and extracurricular activities suffered. The acne left her feeling too stressed and withdrawn. She felt alone. Jill finally got relief from her acne when she saw a dermatologist who prescribed isotretinoin, a medication used to treat severe acne. The, the medication got her acne under control, but by this time she had permanent scars and discolored skin. After graduating, Jill moved back home. She didn't start looking for a job. Instead, she asked her parents if they would pay for her surgeries to treat her acne scars. After having cosmetic surgery, Jill said, my skin is nowhere near as clear as before, but for the first time in over a year, I felt somewhat normal in appearance. This feeling allowed her to get on with her life and she was able to find a job and start her career. And Jill's story is unique. Every day, dermatologists see devastating effects that I think can have in a person's life. Bullying can occur. Kids can hurl names like crater face or pimple face and it's unbeknownst how it make a person feel and this bullying or just freedom to make fun of someone can cause someone's self-esteem to plummet and lead to worse issues and it can be hard to make friends it can be hard to be outgoing it can be hard to do things people like and in some research studies according to American Academy of Dermatology Association, people with acne have said their skin makes them feel unattractive, embarrassed, or self-conscious. And this kind of makes people like teenagers least likely to go out for sports, get part-time jobs, or even participate in class, just so that they don't get the attention that their acne things still get. That was a little antidote about Jill from this association. And there's so many other stories that are like this. If you go on Reddit trends, there'll be other stories like this. There'll be graphic images. And in my own experience, it wasn't, acne isn't pleasant. No. I wish I never had it. Um, there's still scars on my face that I can I look at and think, like, how can I treat this? And now that I'm older and now that I'm just more knowledgeable. I take much more, much more care of my body. I'll shower twice a day. I'll put on moisturizer every morning. I make sure I stay away from high sugar drinks and alcohol and stick with more water. I can't get rid of coffee, so that's kind of, this has to stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've taken skincare a lot more seriously since my teenagehood. And it's, it's things like that that's in the back of my head. Because I know what it's like to be there of when you're just feeling so mentally draining. I think a lot of people can relate to what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, in that story, and you alluded to it as well, is the scarring, right? And just the scars being a reminder 
of everything you go through, even if you're not actively in that acting period and that being having a weight, you know, um, on your mental health. And so, you know, I just think about she spent thousands of dollars trying to correct that. And then there's still a reminder of what she's gone through and how much she's suffered and how it impacted her functionality and her ability to thrive. Um, and it's just, it's just another reminder that like, this is a very impactful issue. To be honest, I would get cosmetic surgery if I knew it was accessible and was easy to get it to do. Yeah. Same thing with my Invisalign. I had a tooth that was sticking so far out. It looked like a person on a plank on a pirate ship mm-hmm. was ready to bounce. And because of last year, because of how hard I worked with my day job, I was able to afford Invisalign and fix my teeth. And it feels, and now I smile and it feels, just feels so good. And I could show off my smile to people and you, you just, you, you do just feel good. You just, yeah. There's a physiological, a physiological shift, and you have when a part of your you have control over parts of your appearance. And to anyone out there that's listening, do whatever you can to get the treatment you need, and try and focus on that. Like focus on yourself, focus on things that are important, like such as your your appearance. And I would rather focus all on that than on other things that can kind of take some time, like because mm. when you take the time to take care of yourself whether it's for your acne for your teeth that's an investment in yourself and you can kind of you know we talk about this idea of like vanity and focusing on yourself but really this is part of self-care right like feeling your best um and also but just also doing the work mental health wise and reminding you that you are not your scars you are not necessarily you're not your physical appearance. That's right. not just whole of you. That's part of you. Um, and that doesn't define your worth either. Exactly. It doesn't define who you are. Yeah. It's just a physiological effect that your body has. Like a lot of people have gone through. I think most Americans and even people in other countries have had experience of acting at some point in their lives, whether it's for a small duration or a longer duration. I think most people. I think most people now are more considered. I think it's people who are younger who yeah. may not have that awareness of how another person might feel, and that's actually a point that we can touch on. I do have another point after this, but I think there's a point where we can kind of t- touch on together. Is that how us, like how we act with other people? I think it goes to show it pays dividends if we go along in life, being non-judgmental of other people despite their appearance and like we don't want to judge pers- a person based on how their skin looks how they talk about whatever it is like they're doing in their work performance only because there's only so much that we don't know as outsiders we don't know what's going on in a person's life or what they're experiencing mm-hmm. and how things that are more obvious than others we know how these things make them feel yeah, and that's important to me to and pay to live life non-judgmentally because I wouldn't want other, other people to feel type of way because of things that I've said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's a great you know disclaimer too. But um, again, just taking care of ourselves, just being able to to do the work. Um, so yeah, absolutely. 
So for anyone who's listening, if you are experiencing acne and not sure how to go about it, we recommend you follow the links in the description. I'll show the articles I referenced before and also share this uh, this research, this resource center that's provided with different links from the American Academy of Dermatology. They, um, they have this on a research resource page, excuse me, I'm saying research sort of resource. On the resource page on this website, we'll provide you with links that will be helpful with tips on how to treat acne, treat acne, do it yourself methods, medication you could consider. There'll be a whole bunch of things you can you look at to use in the links down in the description down below. I said all I need to say. This was a very important topic to me. I yeah. strongly empathize with anyone that's had an acne and anyone who's a teenager or young adults, older adults, I'm with you 100% of the way. And yeah. I got your back. So, and you'll get through this. You'll be fine. If anything you can do is invest a lot of your time on things you can't control versus things you can't control. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm really glad that you brought this topic to the forefront and I'm glad that you were able to share your own story and hopefully other people will feel validated um, in that too. So um, to conclude, Richard, can where can we find you? You could find me on my website at www.wellroundedstudios.com. Also follow me if you like on LinkedIn or Instagram. And also you can see some of my blog posts on Mood Collab's website. Links will be provided in the description down below if you're watching this, listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Tiffany, where can we find you? Yeah, um, so you can find me on uh, www.moodcollab.com. I am the director um, and owner of Mood Wellness Collaborative, which is located in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, and then you can also find me in my own endeavors on tiffanywicks.com. Um, we just want to thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much for being a part of our audience. Um, please share and like us and all the good stuff on our podcast and our, our social media platforms. And you have listened to Mood Unfiltered.